It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is Pick and Roll, the daily NBA betting show on weekdays for free picks and shows where we go live at 9.45 a.m. Eastern Time. Or thereabouts, we do our best. Today's slate was a bit more difficult to do so, so we're out here right now. Thanks so much for waiting. Let's get into the show here. Smash the like button if you're ready for the week here. After a winning week last week and a very nice three-in-one day on Friday, let's try to th- keep things going on a positive note this week. So make sure as well you're subscribed to keep up to date with all the content we have coming your way. Like I said, we do weekday shows here at 945 with myself and Pips, but a little bit of a special show this week. Usually we have our Thursday show at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, but it's trade deadline week. We're going to be doing a live stream right here on the board YouTube channel. 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. I'll be there for the full two hours. We're looking for other guests, but Pips will be joining me as well for a little bit of the stream. So keep the notifications on and stay tuned for more information on that. But as I said, a bit more of a difficult slate today, but Pips is confident in the one pick that we have coming out today. And the one pick is a big SGP. Not going to be a bonus big SGP because it's the one pick here. So for the viewers catching live today, a big SGP to start us off. On Monday, it is in the Warriors and Nets game, and we are going to be going with this plus 275 play at BetMGM. Cam Thomas, over 22.5 points. Brandon Ponjemski, 10 plus points. Steph Curry, 25 plus points. And Cam Johnson, sorry, I'll fix this, 12 plus points. I have it at 10 plus here. It is 12 plus points for Cam Johnson. All right. Pip starting us off the week with the big SGP. Uh, what are your sentiments about this play? What do you think? What are you seeing from a handicapping perspective that's making you want to back this one? I, I just want to like take a minute to explain why don't, we don't have any other official bets, state bets. So, so uh, six games tonight seems like probably a decent slate for the NBA. One game we have uh, Luka Doncic and Tobias Harris, both questionable. So change everything in that game, can't do anything before. Uh, we have uh, Jared Allen questionable for for Cleveland Cavaliers, also changed the game a lot if he's out. We have Paul George questionable for the game against the Hawks. And we had we have like Toronto Raptors against the Pelicans. I wouldn't be surprised if almost everyone on the Raptors is out after double overtime. And also on the other side, Zion Williamson is questionable. So highly questionable slate, all important players. So I, I just couldn't get any like risky bets. We had some terrible luck this season when we bet something and player gets ruled out later in in the game, uh, before the game. So I don't want to gamble on, on such a thing. So I'm going with this same game parlay, which makes sense for me. Uh, first off, is Cam Thomas is just playing out of the world last couple of games. He scored 25 or more in five straight games, back to starting, back to playing huge minutes. Last game, scored 40 points against the 76ers. Just a great, great, great form for Cam Thomas. He, he was down uh, for, for a, like 
probably whole January or like start to the January. And now it's back to just playing scoring wise. He's being insane. Also, his assist went up a lot lately, which is kind of a surprise for for Kim Thomas. Yeah, uh, he played against uh, Golden State Warriors in mid-December. Had 41 points in that game against uh, the Golden State Warriors. We saw Trey Young a couple of days ago just kill them. Kim Thomas, similar type of a scorer, like like sh- shooting profile-wise. So I just think uh, he should get inside, get to the line, and score like he did in that game. Uh, second part of this bet is Steph Curry, who is playing uh, lately with Demo Green back. He's scoring also back last game against the so last uh, five games he scored 33 or more in four 33 points against the kings 46 against the lakers 37 against the 76ers and 60 points in the last game against the hawks so steph curry before the all-star uh finally getting in some good uh shooting and scoring with them game back Earlier this season, when they played the Nets, Steph Curry had uh, 37 points. So I'm, I, I'm with Cam Thomas starting. I just think uh, Steph Curry should be in a great spot to to, to score because that defense with Cam starting is not great. Uh, other part of the bet is uh, Cameron Tom, uh, Cameron Johnson with Dorian Finney-Smith out is seeing 30 plus minutes again. And I just like it for him in this matchup. Uh, Golden State Warriors defense is just terrible, terrible. And I think Cam Thomas should profit. Uh, Cam Johnson should profit there. And for James Key with Wiggins, Hurt uh, probably should start. See at 35 minutes, and the line, the line should be easy for him in, in, in those minutes. All right, so there we have it on the one play for today. Uh, yeah, some difficulties with the slate, uh, with players missing, players injured, players questionable. So I guess it's a bit sensible here uh, with the timing of the show. Sometimes, you know, it's better we get better. We get the lines earlier on in the day. We've had some amazing CLV recently with the show picks. But uh, in cases like today, we don't have the certainty around any of the players. And even so, we may not even have it if we were to start later in the day. Okay. That is the pick. Let's go to the recap of the previous day's plays. And we have a very nice Friday recap. And uh, even though it's a three and one day, still feels as though there was potential for more. Uh, overall, it was a winning week on the show up two and a half units, which is great. Uh, definitely well back into the profit on the season here with such a good week. It was a three and one day, but oh my <coughs> goodness, could have been four and oh. We have another. L in the hook column on Daniel Gafford under 10 and a half points. Uh, so even though there was some negative injury news, Marvin Bagley missed this game, who he wasn't even questionable during the show. We still got really good CLV on this play here. It closed at minus 120, despite us getting it at minus 102. And nonetheless, it loses. But there are three winning plays. The Savonis Herder parlay cashes. And I think it was early fourth quarter. Trey Young, Kevin Durant was sweat free on that over. And the big SGP also cashes. Carl Anthony Towns, it wasn't necessarily a sweat, but 
I guess he could have gone over late in the game, but he didn't. Three and one. Great day overall. Great week overall, Pips. Any comments on the slate here? Um, nothing in particular. Just our hook counter improving to, I think, 4-11 now. Yes. Which is kind of absurd when you think about it. So, like, this, so, so sorry. sorry to interject here, but... The 10 and a half point line is the minimum I would say is required for something to be classified as a hook uh, for a point line. If it was like a nine and a half point line, he finished with a 10, I probably wouldn't count it. But this is the lowest on that threshold. But yes, four and 11 on the hook counter. Uh, I would say out of all these bets, okay, Trey Young and KD was the easy one. But second easiest bet winner is Big SGP because it's been exactly as, as, Plan. Yeah, like yeah. six points uh, for Towns under the line, seven points for Towns under the line, seven points for Edwards under the line, and Gobert just almost went double over their, their, his lines. Like it was Gobert cash like early second half, and Towns and uh, Edwards never get close. Actually, 19 points for Towns, we had 25 under. 22 points for Edward CB hit 28 and a half on un under. So, yeah, that's probably one of the easiest SGPs we, we had in the entire season. It, it, it wasn't even a blowout, it was a close game. <laughs> so, it's, it's interesting. Did Edwards actually finish with 22? I saw he had, like, when I checked the, the, the scores, he had like eight. And I was like, oh my God, he's not even going to come close. 22, though. Yeah. Kind of started to <laughs> like a little late. bit of a run at it. Yeah, he scored late into the third quarter, like the last minute, like eight points, then started the, uh, yeah, but he had some run in the late into the game, but not even close, and Towns only 19 points, so also not even close, so a lot of people were like saying, like, why are you taking two best players under from the same team? If the other team decides to just take away the opposing best players, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, smart call. And uh, like I said, relatively sweat-free over there. All right, um, let's go to the uh, let's go to a bit of discussion topic here. So a bit of a, a shockwave sent through the NBA sphere in the over the weekend. Joel Embiid going to be dealing with meniscus surgery, and that's something that could. I, I didn't think it was going to be prolonged absence, but there's questions about it being. Uh, something that keeps him out for the rest of the season. So, Pips, I wanted to discuss the 76ers and what their status is as they've slipped to fifth in the Eastern Conference. The Knicks have been outstanding and they continue to get better. The Cavs have been outstanding, continue to get better. It's something like, what's the Cavs record? I, I, I think it's something like 13 of the last 14 or 14 of the last 15 games they've won. Uh, the Pacers are still lurking about. Yeah, what do you think is next for the 76ers team? Is there a move at the deadline on the way? Where do you think this team is going to go? They should be selling like crazy. That's just my opinion. Embiid is not coming back this season. This injury, like, usually four to six months, especially with surgery. So they won't risk with and be trying to rush him back. Like, especially in this year when they just got rid of James Harden and they didn't get much in return. They were like preparing for the next season. 
then they're playing like way above the expectations. With knowing Embiid injury history, I, I just don't think think they even try to rush him down uh, back because this team can't win with unhealthy Embiid. And we saw so many times in the regular in the playoffs when Embiid is not healthy, it's very difficult for him. It's it's a very big shame because this was one of the all-time great seasons for any player. Uh, Embiid this season was out of the world, like insane stuff. How efficient, how much scoring, how much rebound, like everything from Embiid in this season was. This was one of the best seasons ever. Like I will say, top maybe 20 seasons of any player ever. Maybe even top 10, but the, I don't want to look down in like 80s and 90s for, for this, but one of the best seasons I ever saw. And it's a shame that he is out for the season. And 76ers without him are like playing team at best. And I think they should be selling. What do you think uh, selling looks like for this team? Um... Like, you can't trade. You're obviously not going to trade Maxi. Um, Tobias Harris is expiring. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think anybody wants nor can take that contract. What do you think selling looks like for this team right now? Yeah, that's the tough one. Uh, I don't know who else. I mean, I think contenders will, will probably like having uh, Kelly Oubre on that contract, especially if he was playing okay this season. Uh I don't think they want to get rid of Batum because he will be insane for them next season. But I think a lot of teams would love to have him there. And yeah, I honestly don't know what they do with the Baskets. Maybe they try to move him somewhere with someone, but this his contract is insane. So he can't help any contender on that contract. So yeah, I said selling because I just thought like this season is done. And when you look at the roster, there's not much to sell. So, yeah, that, that's true. I, I think, like, just, yeah, if there's, I guess there's interest in a player, play things out. But I like your point you made. They sold James Harden. They got some picks in return. Tobias Harris's contract is about to come off the books at the end of this season. It's a shame that this season, I, I'm not going to say this season goes to waste. You're going to get a really good development year out of Tyrese Maxey. He's an RFA. You just confirmed to yourself that he is the rookie max player that you weren't sure he was at the start of this season. So just play this out. See what you get out of these players. You have assets to work with in the summer. You have $40 million in cap space to work with, uh, or some a lot more cap space to work with. This is going to be a desirable destination with a very good coach. Joel Embiid is there. Well, assuming Joel Embiid is, is there, there's always been the the little thing in the background suggesting what if Joel Embiid asked for a trade. But kind of a shame that this season goes the way it is. But, hey, see what you can do. Maybe Joel Embiid gets healthy for the playoffs. If Listen, if he comes back from surgery he, or whatever, he's, whatever it goes down, I'm not going to say he's going to be completely healthy, but at least he'll be pretty well rested in every other part of his body. Maybe that's something that helps. So keep going, I'd say. Because you can't really sell, uh, as we said. Keep trying to win games, make the playoffs, and just kind of see where it goes. But uh, yeah, I, I think for Sixers fans, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shame there. And we kind of lost on an all time MVP race again as well, because Jokic versus Embiid was heating up, but Jokic now 
uh, all likelihood is not going to meet the threshold to win that award. Jokic firmly in the driving seat. But all right, that'll do it for the show for today. Just a one pick on the way. Uh, there was some confusion that is completely on me as to what the play is. Uh, but the confusion stemmed from the last leg here. Cam Johnson, 12 plus points. Uh, we adjusted right before the show. So I had 10 plus in the graphic earlier. Didn't realize the scroller also had 10 plus. So we switched it back to what it is. So the correct play here is Cam Thomas over 22 and a half points. Brandon Podziemski, 10 plus points. And Steph Curry, 25 plus points, along with the Cam Johnson 12 plus point line. Okay, that gave us 275 odds at BetMGM for this Warriors and Nets game. Again, my apologies. Monday morning, starting, uh, switching up right before the show started, but there is the correct play on the recap. All right, we had a great week last week. We had a winning big SGP on Friday with lots of players questionable today. It's really tough to make calls, but Pips has confidence in the big SGP here. So we got half unit on this one. Let's see if we can start Monday and start this week off on the right foot with a winning play. Again, this week, we have live shows every weekday morning with myself and Pips, plus the trade deadline watch long, 2 to 4 p.m. on Thursday. I'll be there for the full two hours, but Pips will be featuring a little bit in that stream as well. Very excited for that. So subscribe to the channel so you're up to date. Hit the notification bell so you know when we go live and drop a like before you go. We'll see you again next time.